When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast. And bringing you the news behind the news. The story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at. And conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio. Available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. So I guess we'll start with a program note. I'm going to take tomorrow off. Uh, try to regroup and uh, sort of get some perspective on this lunacy that's going on in this country. And I'll be back on Thursday uh, with a clearer head and uh, maybe better able to explain what we see in the streets and in the courts and in the Congress as our country continues to come apart. Yesterday at the Supreme Court, it was an absolute bloodbath for conservatives. Apparently, the justices led by John Roberts, the timid and um, waffling John Roberts, uh, bowed to the mobs in the street and uh, delivered conservatives uh, one defeat after another. I can't get to them all in a one-hour show, but um, of course you know about the uh, transgender ruling, but uh, I'll, I'll get to that a little bit. The Supreme Court turned down, refused to hear the Trump administration's challenge to these California sanctuary laws. It was a case out of California, but these sanctuary cities and counties and even states exist um, in blue states across this country. It is a direct and uh, blatant challenge to the authority of the federal government to either um, have uh, supreme laws of the land or to punish local uh, states, counties, and cities uh, for, for failing to, uh, to cooperate with federal law enforcement. The Supreme Court just refused to hear the case coming out of California and allows, uh, allows that rogue state who is engaged in the same sort of activities that the southern states did during the Civil War with uh, nullification and basically secession allows them to continue to flood the state with illegal aliens. It is a direct challenge to our representative form of government because all of these illegals that take up residence in California's state, and California is encouraging that with these sanctuary policies, and in fact, 
giving direct payments to illegals in the state, that dilutes the voting power of every other lawful citizen throughout this country because congressional districts are assigned, apportioned on population, not on citizens. So California is already the biggest state. They have the uh, just a huge population of illegal immigrants in there, and they get representation in Congress based on those, and they get uh, electoral votes on that as well. It is a, an absolute disaster that the Supreme Court refused to hear this case and settle this issue. I don't know it's, if it's because they agree somehow with these sanctuary laws or if they're just afraid to offend the mobs in the street for fear of rioting. They turned away 10 Second Amendment gun rights cases yesterday. The case that was out of New York, uh, where the city government there banned people from transporting uh, their firearms anywhere outside of their home, including to the gun range or to a second home, or even just to take them out of out of uh, out of state on a trip. It's against the law in New York. This was going to be a major gun rights precedent for Second Amendment advocates. The Supreme Court refused to hear any of the gun rights cases that came before them. There were several others. Uh, You should, uh, you should take a look at how badly our so-called conservative majority on the Supreme court betrayed us yesterday. But of course uh, the major one was an actual ruling authored for the majority by uh, Trump appointee, Neil Gorsuch that just uh, took a, a, a wrecking ball to the Constitution of the United States by uh, by rewriting Title VII to the uh, Civil Rights Act that says that uh, you're not allowed to discriminate based on sex. They have now determined that sexual orientation or cross-dressing is a, a legitimate gender, a, a sex, and they have forbidden any sort of employment discrimination based on homosexuality or, even more importantly, uh, transgenderism. And it's a you know, further step down the road to just uh, destroying the whole foundations of Western civilization in the family. It's hard to wrap your head around the mental gymnastics that Gorsuch engaged in to arrive at this this uh, decision. It wasn't so long ago that uh, transgenderism was considered a mental illness. Now it is enshrined in law. It's been purged, of course, from the DSM because it's not politically correct. But this ruling is going to have disastrous impacts on uh, faith-based organizations and employers across this nation. It's going to result in just an absolute tsunami of lawsuits and litigation left unanswered many important questions like, you know, whether or not a religious school will be required to uh, put homosexual advocates or or cross-dressers, you know, teaching their children 
whether employers will be required in their health plans to pay for sex change operations. What's le- what's more clear is that uh, men and women's sport is, is now uh, going to be the law throughout this land. You're not going to be able to segregate men and women in any aspect, including sports, without being have you, having your pants suit off. And transgenders now are going to be required, uh, the military is going to be required to, uh, to somehow integrate them into the armed forces. You don't know if a cross-dresser is going to be required to billet with their biological sex or their, their chosen sex. There will be little doubt that the U.S. taxpayers uh, will be required to pay for sex change operations for uh, transgenders in the military. So, you know, if you, if you want a sex change operation and you're not able to afford it, you can just go in and sign up for the military. Maybe they'll take care of you even before boot camp. And then you can just, uh, you know, take a dishonorable discharge and, and leave. It won't even be considered a dis- dishonorable to just be a general discharge because they will, they'll say, oh, well, you know, they were under a lot of mental stress. So we're at the point now, of course, uh, thanks to Neil Gorsuch, where the only employees uh, that you can fire without getting a lawsuit are going to be men, heterosexual men who dress as men and everybody else is going to have this cause for action. If you go on to uh, Twitter and you, you uh, look up SCOTUS decisions from yesterday, you'll see these flamboyant crossdressers uh, celebrating this and uh, vowing to, uh, to act up in their workplaces as, as a result. But it's getting crazy out there, and uh, the, the Marxist Democrats, and I don't use that term lightly, the Marxist uh, ideology has now taken over one of our two major political parties. You don't, it's hard to tell right now how that's going to work out for them in the upcoming election. We know that the Democrats have been very busy putting into place uh, their vote fraud schemes for the upcoming election. They've been um, flooding the airwaves with these uh, these bogus polls that oversample Democrats on purpose to tell us that uh, Donald Trump is way behind Joe Biden. Joe Biden can't draw a crowd on a street corner, but we're led to believe that uh, he's the odds-on favorite uh, to, to win the election. The same polls that were cooked ahead of 2016 are being cooked now. The difference is, of course, that this time they're going to be ready because in uh, several of these swing states, they're implementing their uh, voter uh, vote-by-mail fraud where they're just going to mail ballots out to everybody uh, that's registered, including people that are dead or moved or illegal. And what that will allow is for them to see what the results are on election night and know how many votes they need to generate in order to take the election. And they, there's no, you know, no time limit. They'll just keep generating votes exactly like they did 
in Orange County, California, or in blue, blue, uh, you know, districts across this nation. I've seen it firsthand. There in Atlanta, um, Mary Norwood, who is uh, very popular throughout Atlanta, had two elections, uh, I believe, stolen from her. Because after the vote was in and they knew how many votes they needed to generate, they just kept on counting and kept on generating votes. That's how the vote harvesting works. Confuse, muddle the issue, and then just keep counting until you win. You can see a um, example of that uh, right here in Florida in Broward County. I don't know if you were totally up on it like I was, but, uh, you know, after the gubernatorial election down here, Broward County just uh, just kept their processes open and kept generating votes, many of them fraudulent. I've got a report here. Um, this is from a poll watcher uh, down in Broward County, Republican poll watcher, after the election uh, that was uh, reporting. This went on uh, down in Broward County for weeks after the election. Uh, you had video from the night of the election of cars just showing up at the uh, the central uh, voting um, precinct, unloading boxes and boxes of ballots that uh, were not secured, were not in official ballot box uh, carriers, uh, just delivering them uh, by the box load. It's happened in Chicago. It's happened in California. Voter fraud is an integral part of the Democrats' presidential plans. Another integral part of it is going to be this uh, national vote, uh, popular vote interstate compact. i got to run out to a break, but when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Stick with us. Mojo. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the 
the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-605-1679. That's 800-605-1679. Pay for by Go Health. Mojo. So, if you're not familiar with the the Democrats' uh, process of vote harvesting figuring out how many votes they need to win the election and then making sure that they deliver them uh, while they're still counting. I've got a clip here. This is Hans von Spakskovi talking about the process. We are joined right now by none other than former F. Let me skip ahead a little bit. Who he and his anybody can show up at your front door pick up your ballot, and then go deliver it. And, of course, the problem with that is that um, that gives access to your ballot, a very valuable commodity, to uh, candidates, campaign organizations, party uh, volunteers, political guns for hire, all of whom have a stake in the outcome of the election. And for anybody who thinks that's a wise idea, all you got to do is just look very quickly at uh, 2018, the only contested congressional race in the country was North Carolina's ninth congressional district. The election was overturned. Why? Because one of the candidates hired a political consultant who he and his staff went to people's homes to collect their absentee ballots. And the evidence showed that they forged signatures, changed ballots, and in some instances just took the ballot from the voter and completed it themselves. That's what absentee balloting makes possible, and that's what vote harvesting makes possible. But, but uh, am I going insane, Hans? How is this not obvious? This is giving the keys of the hen house to the fox. The idea that without any accreditation, without any official ex officio function. So- well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop it there. But uh, the, the problem, the case he spoke about in North Carolina was actually a Republican who had seen what had gone on in California and decided he was going to get on, on the act too. The problem, uh, the mistake that he made was that at the time, North Carolina had a Democrat governor that ran, uh, you know, ran the voting operation and, and he busted them out in California the people that were cheating were Democrats and the governor and the supervisor of elections were also Democrats. So uh, they were good to go. No voter fraud in Democrat controlled districts because they're the ones committing the voter fraud. It's happened in uh, Michigan, uh, in the Detroit suburbs. Remember when uh, that third party candidate, Jill Stein challenged the election and, and they had a recount and it turned out, that they had a whole bunch of uh, you know fraudulent ballots come right out of Detroit. It's happened in Philadelphia. It happens again and again. They've been engaging the Democrats have in voter fraud. Uh, well, hell, going back to the birth of the party. So we're on to the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. I've got a long clip for you here, so I'm going to get right to it. 
Shall the bill pass? Virginia is the latest state to jump on the popular vote bandwagon, sweeping through blue states. Eyes 51, nays 46. Getting rid of the Electoral College would require a constitutional amendment. In order to get around that, states like Virginia are considering the popular vote interstate compact, an agreement where participating states give their electoral votes to the winner of the national popular vote. Let me just say, what they're actually doing is disenfranchising their own voters. So they, they went to the state house, these, uh, these blue states, these Democrat representatives, and voted to overturn the will of their own voters in favor of the national popular vote. Even if it doesn't match their state's popular vote. 15 states and the District of Columbia representing 196 electoral votes have already passed the measure. All blue states that voted for Hillary Clinton in the last presidential election. In 2016, President Trump lost the popular vote by 2%, but won the electoral vote. Just days after his surprise victory, prominent liberals started sounding the alarm to change the rules. This has happened twice now, yeah. uh, since 2000. Now Bill Moore, Moore. Now Hillary, And it seems to be happening to one party. Only us, only Democrats. Right, which is, of course, the way they would want it. Yeah. You kind of can't blame them for that. But how do we fix that? There's a simple solution to it. We have to just abolish the Electoral College. It's not... Our founding- so what they, they want to do is overturn the Electoral College, but they don't want to have to go through the process of changing the Constitution. Just like the Second Amendment, they want to, uh, you know, strip people of their their right to keep and bear arms, but they they know they can't pass it through a constitutional amendment, so they just want to do it extra extra constitutionally. So we have to just abolish the electoral college. It's not. Our founding fathers, however, chose the Electoral College as the constitutional system of selecting a president. It was a compromise between having Congress and citizens choose the commander-in-chief. The founders came up with a brilliant way of saying every state needs to have a voice. And the people need a voice as well. And that's the Electoral College. Let's face it, it can be a bit confusing. In fact, the National Archives begins its explanation this way. The Electoral College is a process, not a place. That process consists of 538 electors chosen by states. Each state has the same number of electors as its members of Congress. To win the White House, a presidential candidate must get at least 270 electoral votes. Supporters say the system protects states' interests by forcing candidates to cater to the diversity of the nation. A blue voter in California may have different interests from a blue voter in Vermont. In fact, under a popular vote system, many experts predict rural Americans would be left out altogether. If you just went to popular vote, there are 35,000 cities in the United States. 20 cities have the majority of the vote in America. You could win a presidential campaign by just spending your time at 20 cities. Oh, you could just you could win a presidential campaign by just campaigning in Los Angeles, Chicago and New York. I mean, literally. And of course, the Electoral College was put in to prevent just such an occurrence. There's about the other 34,980 cities. We're just going to ignore them. And then there's the possibility of states being forced to support a candidate their people didn't want. For instance, if this proposed popular vote system had been in place for 2016, all of Tennessee's 11 electoral votes would have gone to Clinton, even though 61 percent of Tennesseans voted for Trump. Conversely, if Trump had won the popular vote, a state like California that voted 62 percent for Clinton would have to give its 55 electoral votes to a Republican 
And that could spell trouble. You'd have insurrection all over the United States. I think you would have likely riots in the streets. You would have violence as a result. Only five times in history has a presidential candidate lost the popular vote and won the White House. Still, over the past 200 years, more than 700 proposals have been introduced in Congress to eliminate or change the Electoral College. If Joe Biden is elected and he gets uh, a Democrat majority, I, I guess they can try to filibuster it if, uh, if they don't do away with the filibuster in the Senate. But they uh, they will push out. I guess it takes two-thirds of a vote. We're unlikely to lose by that kind of margin. But this Electoral College is a, a blatant seditious act to undermine the constitution all of all of these electors that uh, that have, are passing these bills swore an oath to preserve protect and defend the constitution and they're doing just the opposite they're trying to circumvent the constitution because it doesn't serve their political ends yeah the democrats are gearing up to steal this election they're preparing the ground with these bogus polls they're putting in place their their uh, mass mail-in ballot schemes. They're trying to get the interstate compact, and when the, if any of that fails, they'll just they'll just engage in outright fraud and and uh, say uh, you know the military general's got to step in and remove Donald Trump. Joe Biden's already been saying that. Got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the upcoming Trump rallies right after these messages. I'm right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So, you know, after a while, you just kind of get numb of the uh, the Democrats' hypocrisy and their, their double standards. For months and months, they were telling us we had to stay indoors, shutter our businesses, relinquish our jobs. Not go to church. Don't go to funerals. You're not allowed to go to funerals of your family. You're not allowed to visit anybody. But all of the sudden, when the left and their Black Lives Matter and Antifa peaceful protesters pour into the streets by the thousands, burning, looting, pillaging, assaulting people, well, all of that's just pushed aside. These are these are protests that must go on. Even the so-called health professionals that we were admonished that we had to listen to 
said, well, these, these kinds of protests are good, but if you protest the lockdowns, well, that, that's, that's uh, not respecting black lives. And now, just in time for the resumption of these Trump rallies, they're, they're now saying, oh, the, the virus cases are rising. We can't have Trump rallies. Those are not the right kind of gatherings. And they're telling everybody they've got to stay home. And the truth of the matter is, you know, these, the, the number of cases in several states is, are rising just incrementally. And all of that can be attributed to this increase in testing that they, of course, demanded as well. The hospitalizations have have uh, either fallen or remained static. The deaths are way down because the virus is uh, theorized to have become uh, weaker and less virulent. These positive number of cases is totally irrelevant. We don't have more cases. We just know about more cases because of this massive increase in testing. What really counts is hospitalizations. That's where you can tell, you know, if the virus is making a, a rebound, they're trying to gen those up too. But of course, all of this is designed to try to throw cold water on Trump's campaign because, uh, he has these massive crowds at these rallies. Joe Biden certainly uh, could not carry one of these rallies and, uh, and would never, never get the kind of turnout. So they're trying to destroy uh, any enthusiasm for the Trump campaign. You know, just watching uh, these, these businesses go under, these families have to bury their loved ones without funerals all this suffering that went on and then see these same politicians cheering these, these massive peaceful protests is such a, 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 a massive hypocrisy. It just makes you sick. And now once again, they've just spun around on a dime and said, well, you can't have political rallies. I got a report here. Uh, This is uh, actually Donald Trump announcing uh, these upcoming rallies. It's been an amazing thing to behold that we're going to be starting our rallies. The first one we believe will be probably we're just starting to call up uh, will be in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a beautiful new venue, brand new. And they're looking forward to it. They've done a great job with COVID, as you know, in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, We're going to be coming into Florida, do a big one in Florida, a big one in Texas. Uh, They're all going to be big. We're going to Arizona. We're going to North Carolina at the appropriate time. The governor is a little backward there. He's a little bit behind. Of course, you've heard that uh, there were a a million ticket requests for the rally in Tulsa. You know, this is uh, the Republicans version of the street protests. Republicans don't get out in the streets and tear up things and and, you know, uh, shut down cities. But they certainly want to uh, get out and express their numbers and their support for this president. One million people have asked for tickets. You know, that's really kind of hard to wrap your mind around. Makes you wonder if there isn't some sort of uh, campaign run by the Democrats to try to claim tickets. 
they're going to uh, to have I think twenty two thousand in the venue and then another forty thousand in a convention center next door, and uh, they'll have many thousands in the parking lot watching on big screens as well. But you're not going to get anything like capacity for a million. Maybe he could uh, do like rock bands do and, you know, add another show or two or three or four or five. They're, they originally were very angry because he, he scheduled it on June 19th, which is Juneteenth. <laughs> Trump's expected to know when Juneteenth is because that was the, the date uh, that Texas outlawed slavery they're trying to they actually pushed them off of june 19th and on to june 20th uh, because of that here's a report from npr listen uh, to this and tell me if you don't think this is some biased reporting President Trump is holding his first re-election rally since the pandemic hit. His campaign team is defending the decision to hold the rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the location of one of the most brutal instances of racial violence in the U.S. on a holiday that celebrates the end of slavery. And here's Tamara Keith has more. The rally date is June 19th. That's Juneteenth. It's a day that marks the anniversary of the end of slavery. And Well, that's a day to celebrate. That's a day to hold a rally if you're not making the assumption that somehow uh, Trump supporters supported slavery, which is exactly what they're implying. The event will be held a few blocks away from the site of a 1921 massacre of black Tulsa residents by white mobs. Well, you could say that in just about any city, just about every big city in this country have had race riots. So are we going to draw parallels to, um, to, you know, race riots when when Joe Biden goes out and tries to hold a rally, I wonder if Joe Biden will ever even actually hold a rally. <laughs> It'd be fun to watch. He'd probably be on stage there for about seven or eight minutes, and then uh, they'd shuffle him back into his basement. The uh, One of the senators from Oklahoma, Richard, I think it's Richard Lankford, uh, commented on uh, the choice of the venue and the timing of this rally. He was on with uh, George Stepanopoulos. Senator Langford, thank you for joining us uh, this morning. I know you encouraged President Trump to move his rally away from Juneteenth, so it didn't fall on Juneteenth, now scheduled for next Saturday. But it comes as the uh, Tulsa Health Director yesterday is warning against having the rally. I want to show the Tulsa World uh, this morning. He's saying that he wishes the Trump rally would be postponed. Quote, a large indoor rally with 19 to 20,000 people is a huge risk factor today in Tulsa. I want to make sure we can keep everyone in that building safe, including the president. Let me tell you something. If a, a health director in any of these Democrat-controlled states had come out and said, we, we think it's a really bad idea for Black Lives Matter and Antifa to be holding these, these protests out in the street, he would immediately lose his job. Calls for his resignation would be immediate, and the, uh, the Democrat governors would capitulate, and he would be, or the mayors would be, out of a job. Is it time for the president to postpone that rally? I do not believe so, actually. We've gone through phase one, phase two, and phase three. We continue to see hospitalizations decline, deaths decline uh, in Oklahoma. We've seen a little bit of a bump uh, in the last couple of days, I I assume based on more people at restaurants, more people uh, out and about shopping, uh, some of the uh, protests that have happened around Oklahoma. 
Uh, so we've seen some of those numbers uh, come up a little bit, but our hospitalizations continue to decline. Our deaths continue to incl- decline. And we encourage people that are high risk not to get involved in any uh, location, whether that be a rally uh, or other high risk locations for those. So high risk folks need to continue to be able to step back uh, and everybody needs to be able to take responsibility for their own health. So how can you safely though, have a rally with 19 to 20,000 people in the same place? Is everyone? Did you ever hear George Stephanopoulos ask, how can you safely have these peaceful protests where businesses are being burned, police officers are being assaulted and killed? He had no concern about that at all. It didn't raise the issue whatsoever. Tucker Carlson uh, took out after uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, and for the first time I've ever seen on on TV, um, somebody was actually questioning the roots of that organization. It is a thoroughly um, rooted in Marxism. And to watch these uh, these big corporations line up to throw millions and millions of dollars at this uh, organization just blows your mind. Apparently, none of these uh, corporate titans ever ever studied uh, the Jacobians or the Bolsheviks or the Khmer Rouge or the um, Cultural Revolution in China. So they just can't wrap their minds around what's going on or what its logical conclusion would mean for their businesses. They ought to realize that this whole defund the police operation that's being led by Black Lives Matter and Antifa will uh, will expose their businesses. Already you're having truckers saying that, you know, we're not going to any of these cities where uh, they don't have police forces or they've defunded the police because it's not going to be safe. And if you think all of this is just theoretical in nature, <laughs> You're not paying attention. They're already defunding the police in San Francisco and Los Angeles and New York City. In New York City, they have uh, basically given up on uh, trying to identify, you know, people with guns in the streets. The New York City Police Commissioner, Dermont Shea, announced uh, the disbanding of an anti-crime unit effective immediately. He's going to take those people that were on the streets working undercover, looking for criminal activity in these high-crime areas, he's going to shut it down. It is regarding the deployment of precinct-level and PSA-level anti-crime units. These are the plainclothes units that operate our traditional anti-crime. Effective immediately, we will be transitioning those units, roughly 600 people citywide. We don't want any more anti-crime units. We can't have anti-crime. That would be an abuse of police power. Into a variety of assignments, including detective bureau, neighborhood policing, and other assignments. Why? It's a good question. Why? This is 21st century policing. Well, 21st century policing. We're no longer going to have anti-crime efforts. Intelligence, data, Shot spotter, video, DNA, and building prosecutable cases. So anti-crime is somehow no longer applicable in the 21st century. There's no telling how many lives have been saved in New York by this anti-crime unit that uh, has gone out, especially after they uh, ended the stop and frisk that was responsible for such a, 
a massive decline in crime in New York. You you had to have somebody out there identifying, uh, you know, the the criminal element. And all of this is going on while assaults, deadly assaults on police officers are going through the roof across this country. This officer in Los Angeles, his name is Shay Michelonis, shot in the back of the head by a Black Lives Matter peaceful protester. He is now paralyzed from the neck down on a ventilator, unable to speak. You won't hear the name Shay Michelonis on the national news or any of these left-wing cable channels. They're not interested in that. Got to run out to a quick break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. <laughs> That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, the heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call, and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes. 800-255-4940. That's 800-255-4940. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. Mojo. So people like me who were raised to be patriotic that served in the military. Every day we went to school, we pledged allegiance to the flag. We were taught the Constitution and our unique form of freedom in this country. To watch what's going on in the streets is absolutely appalling. Watching these young idiots pulling down statues of Jefferson and... Um, Washington, Benjamin Franklin, defacing monuments. They've already moved on from the Confederates. If you thought that that was going to have a pause there, you were mistaken. But you know, for about 50 years, the left has been controlling our classrooms all the way through the university. And I guess when you indoctrinate 
several generations to hate America, to be ashamed of their country and their, their ancestors, you ought not to be surprised when those same generations try to destroy her. What we're witnessing in the streets, of course, is this transformation that Barack Obama promised us. Transform America. Joe Biden's using that same language. He's promising to deliver more of this transformation. And now we have had a, a recent Gallup poll that has shown that uh, U.S. national pride has fallen to its lowest point ever. Only 42% of the country is proud of their country, of, of, of their nation any longer. Less than half. About 10% said they're not proud at all. So they're here enjoying the freedoms that uh, our founders fought for. Black, white, Asian, everybody has access to the opportunity and freedoms of this country. But nobody wants to step up and defend it any longer. At that George Floyd funeral, Nancy Pelosi presented a national flag to the family of George Floyd, a lifelong criminal, a violent criminal who assaulted a, a pregnant woman. She presented his family with a U.S. flag. Used to be that was a honor that was reserved for people who had served this country in the military. But apparently that is the new definition of a model citizen, a patriotic citizen for the Democrat Party now. Joe Biden was on Twitter this morning saying, we're facing some of the greatest challenges in our nation's history, and it's clear that Donald Trump isn't up for the job. We need real leadership now, he says, entirely ignoring that it's his party, the Democrats, that he's been a leader in for almost 50 years that are causing all the problems. Yesterday, he came out with a, a milk toast, wishy-washy statement on the riots. And it, it basically, I could distill it down for you. I wish you wouldn't do that. That's not a good idea. No condemnation, no strong language to restore law and order. No call for the, the murderers to be brought to justice. It was basically, I, I wish you wouldn't do that. Talking about that incident at uh, Lakewood uh, in Atlanta yesterday where the police uh, shot and killed uh, a violent fleeing felon who had uh, attempted to shoot them with a taser that they that he had taken off of them. Victor Davis Hanson was appearing on Tucker's show last night. While I'm on the topic of Tucker, Tucker <laughs> needs a, a phalanx of security details because I'm telling you, he, his, he is in mortal danger for the the truth that he is exposing on his show nightly. But here's this clip from VDH on the dilemma that cops now find themselves in. We're right in the middle of a cultural revolution where we can't look for logic 
and rationality doesn't exist, Tucker. So in the police logic, the only way that they were going to get out of this dilemma, and who wants to go in this type of condition and arrest somebody for a DUI when the, it's a lose-lose proposition? So in the police mentality, here's this sequence of events that they would have to follow in revolutionary times. They probably have to say, sorry, if there's somebody drunk and is going to endanger people by driving, we're just not going to go there because it, it's not going to work out for us. That was the first thing they would have to say. And then if they did go, and they, it started out polite on both sides, but once Mr. Brooks decided he was going to risk uh, resist arrest, then the police would have had to say, you know what, I'm not going to hassle, just go. And then if they decided not to do that, and when Mr. Brooks hit the police, they would have had to say, I'm not going to hit back. That's not what police do and let them be assaulted. If they decided to hit back, then they would have had to say when he took their taser, go ahead and take it. This is an explosive situation. We don't want to do it. And then if they had not done that, when he left and took off running, then the police would have had to say, you know what, in questions of DUIs and things where somebody might be threatened by a drunk driver, we don't chase suspect. We let them go. And if they didn't do that and they decided to chase the suspect, when the suspect turned around and, and looked like he was going to shoot them with a taser, they're going to to say it's part of our job to be hit by a taser that's just part of the job and we might have been a gun might have been a taser we don't know but we have to do that and that's too many uh, exemptions in the way of the police thinking so how are they going to react to that the next time somebody calls my Wendy's and says that we have a male that is blocking the driveway and he's intoxicated I, had, I think you know the answer to that yeah and they just won't come I mean that's what this this whole movement is all about this defund the police. It's it's about when you call nine one one and you need police, they're they're not coming. Or if they do come, they're gonna take their own sweet time. So when they get there, they're not gonna be confronted with a violent felon that they're gonna have to control and they'll just get there and uh and put the chalk lines on the ground and take a report, I guess. I've got a black police officer here who's uh, commenting on uh on the lunacy that uh, we're seeing in our streets with this whole defund the police movement. People losing their mind again without any real information from a 30 second clip. And all you have to do is do a little more digging and research or at least wait for more footage to come out before you look like a fool out here protesting for a criminal. People. The mayor of Atlanta said that Rashad Brooks was murdered. She's a potential running mate for uh, with Joe Biden. Stacey Abrams, a former minority leader in the Georgia House of Representatives, who's also a potential running mate, used that same language that the police officer was guilty of murder because he defended himself and defended the public. And you're probably tired of hearing this, but I've got to say it every time this whole Black Lives Movement is entirely based on a lie. It's based on an absolute falsehood that blacks are being unfairly targeted. A white suspect is 25% more likely to be killed in a, uh, uh, an arrest than a, a black suspect. For every one clip of an ar- unarmed black man being killed, the media could show us two or three of an unarmed white man. But then, of course, their whole their whole con job would go poof. What to talk about in these remaining minutes? 
Uh, so the the Chavs, uh, the autonomous zone out there in Seattle, where police have been banished and the residents who are left to defend for themselves, that's the law of the jungle, has now changed its name. It is no longer the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. It's now the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. Why would they change their name? Tucker talked about this last night, but he missed the point. The point is that this this new name, CHOP, is a threat. It's a threat and a new call by the uh, radicals in the streets for more violence. The name was changed shortly after this speech was given there in the former People's Republic known as Chaz. Has anybody here ever heard of the French Revolution before? That is another revolution because people started putting property over lives. They started putting money over people. Does anybody here know what happened to the people who did not get on board with the French Revolution? Did anybody know what happened to the people that did not get on board with the French Revolution? Does anybody here know what happened to the people who did not get on board with the French Revolution? Let's say it louder. Say it louder. That is the message we need to send. We are serious. This is not a joke. Well, they're sending that message now. They've changed the name of the, uh, the People's Republic, formerly known as Chaz, to CHOP. And that's what they intend to do to anybody that doesn't get on board with their movement. And, of course, they're doing that now. Um, they're chopping their jobs. They're chop- chopping their lives. At um, Cornell University, uh, the home of Dr. William Jacobson, he, uh, he is the sole conservative on the faculty at the law school. He said some. Uh, he he had some mild criticisms of uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, and here is what happened. Right, I've never seen this. I mean, this is so far beyond political correctness. This is almost a to- totalitarian type of mentality that everything you say and everything you do is watched. And if you don't toe the party line completely, you're ostracized and you're attacked. And that's exactly what happened here. I simply told a couple of truths about the foundations of the Black Lives Matter movement. It was founded based upon the claim that Michael Brown was shot by police while he had his hands up and he was saying, don't shoot. And every day now during the protest, people are walking around saying, hands up, don't shoot. But that's a complete fabrication. It's not a fabrication because I say it's a fabrication because it's a fabrication because after an exhaustive investigation by the Obama Eric Holder Justice Department, they found that that never actually happened. They whipped up such a frenzy around there that it cost about a dozen police officers their lives as these Black Lives Matter adherents went on an assassination spree in Dallas and Baton Rouge and New York City. And it's the, the, the current unpleasantness is going to end the same way. Well, it's going to continue and we'll keep covering it. And I hope you'll join us here again tomorrow. Well, not on Thursday. Join us on Thursday for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network.
تاکیدم When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.